0: Fan Stream Sports. Three, two,
1: one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans.
0: Welcome to Fan Stream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP,
1: it is so good to hear you back
2: on
0: the air. Stand by now. Here's JP. All right. That is no bitch and moan Monday today. No siree. As uh, the Buccaneers break a four game losing streak. Florida State beats Miami to remain in the top four playoff contention. USF gets a dub. They may be headed to a bowl game. Uh, the lightning lay the egg of the weekend. That was ugly. <laughs> but we'll get to it all this morning. Uh, welcome into the JP Peterson Show We're here on this Victory Monday. Nick Geddes from On3 Sports joining me here. Uh, it's it's good it's good to finally have a, a a rousing weekend and we'll get into this Bucks win, which uh, I may have a different take on it than a lot of people uh, after uh, watching the film, um, but we'll see. How how are you?
2: I'm doing fantastic. I'm so glad that we don't have to have a bitch on Monday. It had become a trend, but here we are. The Bucks win. My UCF Knights somehow pull off a a, a huge win. What the Your, hell was that? I have I couldn't explain it. <laughs> I had, still have no words to describe it. Your FSU Knowles get a big win against Miami. USF is a, a a win away from being eligible, and the Florida Gators hung around for you know three quarters and change against they the did. the best player in college football. So give them credit there, I guess. So good weekend of football, did, I think. Did
0: Jaden Daniels wrap up the Heisman this weekend? I think so. I, think I have- don't I
2: I don't care that they got three losses. No. <laughs> you do that in an SEC game on the road, I think you're the Heisman.
0: First quarterback to throw for over 350 and rush for over 200. Um 17 carries, 224 yards or no, 17 of 22, 372 passing, 12 carries for 234 <laughs> yards. Oh my god. Since the since the moment I first saw him in person, I said this dude is super special. He just runs uh, – he's got such a great feel for the running of the football and great vision, and he throws the ball. I mean, how is he not a first-round pick? They're not touting him as the, as, as the first-round pick. I, I, I think not
2: I think he's starting to get play now because, I mean, how can you deny it? But I've already been, like, penciling in. Like, when I'm doing my mock drafts lately, I'm like – I don't know good. this by the Buccaneers, man. Yeah, he I'm telling you, he'd look good
0: in a Bucks uniform. <laughs> uniform to me. Well, yes, he would. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll get to that. I don't want to. I'm going to go in on on the Gators and Jane Daniels just yet. Um, And then Florida Florida State. I, you know, I went to the game on uh, Saturday. Uh, took took my son. I mean, a part of our tradition of going to a big FSU game every year. And uh, he flew in from Chicago. I'm telling you, man, this was this brought back feelings of yesteryear. You can hear it in my voice. I'm still, you know. Uh I mean we it, it was nonstop. That place was packed to the gills. In fact, they're they're ripping out a ton of seats, which I'm gonna get into that a little bit later on. Um, so that's the biggest crowd I think they're they're probably gonna have maybe forever. That's yep. it. That's it, because it's going down, numbers are going down, but it was packed. What an atmosphere, what an atmosphere. Uh you know, hats off to Miami for playing a a, a really tough game. And I knew they would, you know what? We said this on Friday. I, I didn't. I wasn't buying into the fourteen point spread. Although I think FSU should have won the game by three scores. You know, I think they should have won the game by three scores. They give up a cheapie there at the end. The Florida State second half defense has been almost perfect, and that includes against Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner in LSU. Let's not forget that second half shutdown operation, shutdown they put on Jaden Daniels in LSU. Um, Mike Norvell has developed a strategy to keep his guys fresh, especially in the defensive line. And, you know, when you're not watching it on TV, where we, we were literally 30 rows up on the 50-yard line, incredible seats. Thank you, Jeff Italiano, my man. Um, so it's it's so it, – you can see how he's constantly moving guys in and out. Come second half, they're fresh as can be. They're fresh as can be. And, you know, in, in Miami, I think just wore down a little bit, if not for that one big play. Some stupid calls in the game, some really stupid calls, a, a clearly a safety – um, that should have been a safety. I mean, Miami got points out of it anyway, so it, I don't think it, it, it. I don't think it turned the game. FSU is clearly the better team. Uh, you know, the quarterback position was the difference. Miami's quarterbacking was awful, and Florida State's was pretty damn good. You know, Jordan Travis was good. I think he's only had tur- two turnovers the entire season. I mean, he's not going to win the Heisman, but he's done everything he can to keep this team perfect. And, you know, they'll never have a better shot to get to the college football playoff. They'll never will. And now they've got to go yeah. North Alabama this week so they can rest guys up, get healthy for the Gators game. That Gator defense is just, you know, FSU could put 70 on them if they want to. That, that Gator defense is awful. They'll play better in the swamp. I get that. But they're just not good. They're just really young. They get pushed around um, from a skilled standpoint. They're not very good. And FSU's really, really good. They're really they've got some incredible skill players from Trey Benson to Keon Coleman again, uh making the difference. Um, Johnny Wilson, I thought had a pretty damn good game. Um, all, all their stars, I thought, showed up. And uh it was a convince it was as convincing a twenty seven to twenty win, I think, as you could possibly have.
2: What did yeah, it, it look like on TV? Yeah, it was great on TV, the atmosphere for sure. Um you know, I, I I thought Miami played a really good game. I mean, I mean yeah. their defense—that's a tough defense. And I defense. thought I was getting yeah. a little nervous, like the middle part of the game. I think maybe second quarter, you know, Miami started to get some momentum, and it really was kind of what we said—the trenches. I mean, Miami—I—I yeah. mean this. Miami might be better in the trenches. I don't even know if it's might. I think they are better in the trenches than Florida State is at the moment. I thought they were. I thought they, I would, would, I thought I they were bullying FSU's offensive line through parts yeah. of that game. Yep. I really did. That's what kept Miami in it was their defensive line and the pressure they were bringing to the point where Jordan couldn't even throw it away. Like he didn't yeah. even have time on some of those to throw it away. Um, but there were a couple times FSU got down to the red zone and and down around the ten, and they just thought the play calling left a little bit to be desired. Mm-hmm. Like there was one the first time they got down there to around the ten, they had three opportunities like first and goal, second goal, third and goal, and they didn't take one shot to the end zone. Yeah, And it was too much trickery. So I think they, they could have won by multiple scores. You know, it, it ends up being a one-score game, but the defense came up big. I mean, but at this point, just grind these victories out. That's all yeah. you got to do. And just yeah. keep winning, and, and you'll leave no doubt.
0: Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, they're obviously going to – I'm pretty sure they're going to play Louisville in the uh, – who escaped on, the, what, Thursday night. Yep. So Louisville will will be in the top 10. They should be in the top 10 when they play them. So that will certainly help their resume. I don't think it really matters. You just you either win and you're in, you lose, you're out. Simple as that. Doesn't matter who's ranked where. Win, you're in. Lose, you're out. Um, And we'll 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 get down. I'm going to talk more about the rest of college football. Michigan gets a win without throwing a pass in the second half. What the hell is that all about? You know the whole Harbaugh situation. I think is just a disaster. Um, You know, your boy Jimbo. Jimbo (laughs) Fisher. Well, I I predicted five years. This is, I think this is a six year, right? I predicted he'd be gone in five years. Yeah. So so I missed it by one Uh, $75 million buyout. Something, I mean, half of that money should go to a players fund. All these ridiculous buyouts for these coaches, there should be a players fund where they have to give 50% of it to a players fund to pay for medical care for college football players after they're done something. It is so ridiculous that you can fail so miserably and get paid that kind of money because these these schools are in such a freaking frenzy to hire coaches and <clears throat> give them all this money and, and and these ridiculous buyouts something has to be done it's it's crazy and now we're we're you know suddenly Texas A&M is the best, is the best job in football what is like Norvell like going we, there, like Dan we Lanning's got going Dan there. Lanning,
2: Kalen DeBoer, Mike Norvell I mean Washington, Oregon, or Oregon and Florida State. I mean, those kind of and Mike Elko at Duke, obviously. I mean, all those coaches. I mean, they just have them on all these short lists to go to Texas A and M. And I'm like, I mean, this program never wins anything. Yeah. And there's where'd reason, they get this there's reputation?
0: A there's a reason for that. Uh, first of all, you're in the SEC West. You know, just it is what it is. You're in yeah. the SEC West. I think it's you know you despite despite all the money and everything like that and the you know they create a great atmosphere there's something about that place that is tough to win and i i just don't i I don't know why the hell mike norvell would leave florida state to go to texas a and m i mean jimbo just did it for the money it's not and it's not like
2: why would a and m go back down that uh yeah back down that route of plucking a florida state coach again now, well, I think it's I know it shouldn't way matter. Different dude, way, way different, dude. Way different, dude, but I just way don't think dude. they want to rehash that.
0: Yeah, true. Maybe may true, <laughs> but I, I don't think Mike, Mike Norvell is not going anywhere. No, I'm gonna pay him whatever he needs to do, and he's he's, he's gonna stay right at Florida State. Build what he's uh, if he turned his back on FSU, he would be a complete fraud for what he's told those players and
2: how yeah, he's he, built he his would,
0: family he and everything. He would lose all credibility. Going forward, so we we don't
2: need to be on Christmas tree watch this December. No,
0: no, silly, (laughs) just just silly. All right, so let's get to the Bucks here. Um, and and they get this twenty to six win over a a bad Titans team, a bad Titans team that was beat up on the offensive line. And I, I mean, I don't want to sound like you know this wasn't a it, it was it was a good it was a win. You broke a four game losing streak against a team who once again had a an absolute decimated offensive line, but at least you did this week what you didn't do last week, and that's rush the dad dadgum passer. You, you decided to rush a rookie quarterback and get after his ass. You finally decided to tell Devin White to run after the quarterback because he can't do much else. And, and Devin White had a, had a good game. He, um, he was put in the right position to do what he did, and he ran after the quarterback, and he hit him. Great job. Great job. He had a great game. Um, I don't you know, he didn't do much in the run game as usual. Uh, but Derrick Henry didn't do much in the run game. And and a lot I do a lot of that was because of I think Kalajakancy played a great game. Levante David was phenomenal again. You know, Vita Veya did his thing. Um, but you know, the, the Titans offense is awful. I mean, Will Levis is not great. Uh, the play calling left a little be de- to be desired, but the the Bucks forced their defensive will on this team. Yeah. They beat them up in the trenches. They got after Levis in the passing game, and you know I, I think they had what uh, uh five sacks on a day, five six sacks on they the had. Day. They
2: had four sacks in this game, and I think they had ten tackles for loss yeah, and for and loss. over ten quarterback hits yeah. on Will Levis as well. I mean. And I, and I thought, you know, the first drive of the game, Tennessee in Tennessee, I think they showed they hadn't scored a, a touchdown on the first drive of the game all year, right, I don't believe. Right. And of course, I'm watching the Bucs and I'm like, of course, they're going to be the team that lets them score their first touchdown because the Bucs, right. the first drive, it wasn't looking so hot, if you recall. No. And then they got down to the red zone and that's where the Bucks defense usually shows up and they get that that big stop. And then from there, I mean, the game plan just kind of became, all right, we're just going to send five or six every play. Yeah. At this guy, let's treat Brent, him like the rookie that he is. This you know, offensive line isn't any good. It.
0: They play a lot yeah. of press man behind it, which I thought was great. You know, I, I they just they did what they should have been doing all year long. Right. And they played to their strengths for the first time defensively instead of trying to hide your weaknesses. Play to your strengths. That,
2: that's my point. It's like I'd have to go back and watch the film. Like, I'm sure like I'll just use Devin White as an example. I'm sure Devin White probably had some plays still on his film where you go, "Oh, what are you doing, Devin?" Yeah, but lot, the splash time. but the, the splash plays were all over Thank the place you. today. Thank and you. that's the difference. I can live with it when yes. he's got the splash plays. And by the way, it's not like using him as an edge or anything like that. I think that I'm not into that idea. It's just as a regular blitzer coming through the middle and like that's he's he, always like the fifth man or something did. that's unblocked. That's all he did and he makes the plays and that's what Devin does really well.
0: Yes, he's fast. And he comes at these offensive linemen so fast they can't get to him, and he's on the quarterback in a a, a heartbeat. That's what he does best, you know. Sticking him in zone coverage, twenty yards off the ball is a waste. Sticking it and letting him play, you know, straight up in the run game is a waste. He was still blocked every single time in the run game. He did. I don't think. I think he made one play in the run game. Everything else was Levante David and everybody else and Clyde Jacancy. So uh, but but again, play to your strengths, and that's yeah. what they did. That's what they did. Yeah. And I thought this was a game of, of big plays as well. Obviously, the Rashad White play. They catch him in a blitz. And Rashad has that explosion, man. He he ran away from that linebacker. He only needed a step, but he got he ran away from that linebacker who was coming in. Haynesy gets a good block on the outside, and it was over after that. He just, you know, he's got explosive speed and he took it to the house. Um, that, that was obviously a huge play. One of the biggest plays in the game was when Baker Mayfield got the ball, batted down, and then he batted it down. That was going to be an interception at the 20 yard line. Yep. And in a 10, three game, I think at that point, that was a huge play in the game. Um, you know, and Baker's interception was just God awful. God awful. <laughs> he had two guys open underneath third a third and five. You're you're in field goal range. If you, if yeah. you throw the underneath route, you're in field goal range. And he tries to take yeah. this deep shot. Well, you know,
2: I mean, he's only got what five interceptions this year through yeah, yeah, through nine games. I mean, I, I can live with that.
0: I can live with that too. And, I can live the, that. And the and his play on the screenplay was phenomenal. He was getting quick quick pressure because like, yeah. it was Gediky, got beat like really like right off the ball, and he's he somehow got that ball to Rashad White in a perfect spot. The timing was perfect. Hainsy gets a block. Oh oh, thank God, because I think ten held again. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Trey Palmer was holding on that play because the defensive back came up like this, like, what you know? Like, and I was like, Oh my God. Can you imagine, can you imagine if he gets called for the third straight game on a big play and it has to come back? Cause that's the play of the game. That's the play. That, that turns the entire game around. I think the bucks to that point had had nine plays for one total yard in yep. the three previous drives. Correct. And that play turns the entire ball game around, gives them a little bit of space. Yeah. Um, but that could have, that flag could have come out. Well, and he again, got ho- he got least-
2: hosed later though. He got hosed later. Oh, he he, ma- he made a tremendous catch. But he did. Yeah, and- that
0: was a oh, what a catch! What a catch. yeah.
2: That was like that was like training camp preseason. Trey Palmer, right there. Finally, and the NFL refs have to screw it up even after replay. JP, even yeah, after right. what are we doing? I don't get it. But no, I-, I thought when they got that touchdown, I never felt like the game was really like in danger yeah. of the Bucks. I, I yeah. actually had a lot of confidence in that defense today because Levis too. looked completely. Like- like Levis just I mean, every throw was just like a tick off or something, and it was just yeah. the pressure was doing enough that he had constant to get it out just enough. Pressure.
0: It was constant, just constant, pressure. constant pressure. They were around him all game long, and he just was he was never comfortable. That's what you do to a rookie. Yeah. You don't let him sit back in and the pocket like CJ Stroud and just pick you up pick your terrible zone apart.
2: Right. And another wow. thing they did, and I, I can't wait to see the snap counts later because I'm I'm curious. I saw a lot more Yaya Diaby out there.
0: Oh yeah. He and I
2: loved lot. what I see. He Yaya Diaby was everywhere.
0: Yeah. From the That very, dude, the has got to play more. The, you know, the hits on the quarterback, he is he is a player. And Nine is terrible. Nine can't even line up on sides for guys. <laughs> just get him out. Just get him out. Like it's just I'm so tired of I don't think he had any quarterback hits him.
2: in this game. No, he's he's a he pair did. of
0: shoes, man. He's just a pair. And he, he's not even a pair of shoes because a pair of shoes will line up on side. He, he
2: he he made some good plays in the run game. I'll, I'll give him that. He, he showed I, I up did, a few times. They were, were there. They were there, I promise. But Yaya Diaby as a pass rusher is is pretty miles ahead, I think, right now and, Joe Trying.
0: And what two tackles for loss in the run game? Really, yeah. really good. Really, yeah. really. And he's he's explosive. Just look at his body, man. He looks like a player, you know. You know, Now he looks like a beach model. This guy can freaking play. is a bad man, he, and he's so new to the game. He's only played, I think, five, five, six years of football. So let him learn. Let him go. Let him go. That's yeah. the, he. He needs to see a ton, a ton of snaps. All right, and then we got to talk about thirteen. Man. I mean, you just you love him and you hate him. You love him and you hate him. Like, what are you doing? I mean, huge drop on a third down that puts you in the scoring area. Huge drop in the end zone. (laughs) And then he catches the ball at the five-yard line. It drags two people into the end zone for a touchdown. He's running past guys, you know, on the deep ball. I mean, Baker missed him on another deep ball where he had two steps. I mean, he's just maddening. And there was another one on the one he dropped right before the one he dropped. Baker's coming back to him in the end zone. And he runs the laziest piece of crap route. I don't know if he was tired, disgusted in himself or what. He'd be the first one to tell you. Just some lazy ass rounded off. If he breaks that thing off and comes back to the goal line, it's a touchdown. And Baker came right back to him. It's just it was he,
2: just he he had some frustrations on the sideline today at himself for some of yes, the drops. But
0: yes. yes. I
2: mean it, it's just kind of I mean, this it's the Mike Evans experience.
0: It is. I mean it, it really is. is. He he's, is an out. He's the he's of the wide receivers.
2: Well, I won't go that far. His highs are infinitely higher than Jameis's yeah, highs. That's maybe, that's let's maybe let's be honest. You're talking it's, about it's, a, we're talking about a borderline Hall of Fame player here. Um, yeah, he's but you yeah, just have to live you're just going to have to live with the drop. It's just, it's kind of how it happens, and I mean, he still ended up with what six for one
0: hundred and forty three. Yeah, yeah, six
2: for one hundred and forty three, and he's 80, up to four-
0: eighty eight touchdowns now. Or 88 Yeah, he 88
2: passed. Touchdowns. He passed Andre Reed for sixteenth all time, I think it is. Yeah, and he's on he's- pace. He's on pace for eighty one catches, fourteen hundred yards, and eleven scores. I mean, I mean, how it's hard to complain at that. It's just, it could be even more. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah it could be so much more. But and, I'm
2: just glad they got him involved right away. Yeah. Because we've been talking about that. Get the guy involved in the game a little bit.
0: Um as far as Bowls goes, before the half another debacle. Another debacle. Fourth and 5 at at their 41-yard line and your defense is playing lights out and it's a 7-3 ball game at that point. You got to go for that. You got to go for that. Come on. Come on, fourth and five, and, and Evans is getting open. Yeah. You got to have a play for that right there. You got to have a play for that. It's a I 7 didn't, I didn't hate game. That as game. No, come on. I think the game, there. like
2: I, I, could kill you him. him in, I kill him in Buffalo because you're on the road in Buffalo. You're the underdog, and you got to do those things. You got to take advantage of it. I thought he had he had full confidence in his team that they were going to be okay. I didn't hate it as much.
0: I hated it. This time I around. hated it. And you know, and then even then when you give them the ball, that's 40 seconds left, um, they're going to try to run it out. You got three timeouts, make them punt the ball, make them. Why don't in those situations here, this is what I don't understand. In those situations, you make them punt the football, right? So it's going to be probably 28 seconds, 30 seconds left. Right. And they're going to be punting from their own end. Like it maybe even out of their end zone. All right. Why don't you send 10 guys? If you rough the punter, who gives a rat's ass? Now now it's 30 or 20 25 seconds left and they're at the 25 yard line. Who cares? Who cares? Make make them punt the ball out of their end zone. And even at that point, if he punts it out of the end zone and you catch it at the 50, you, you got you got three or four plays to uh to get to get something. At I, I just it's a to total lay down. Once again at the end of the half, doing nothing to steal a possession, doing nothing in terms of the timeouts. Doing nothing. Doing nothing. Uh I, you know, I know everybody JP, they won the game. I don't care. I want to see good football. That was a horrible football game. That was a horrible. I saw a football game on Saturday night that would light your ass on fire. I mean, that was fun. That was a big plays, emotion. I mean, the place you, was but, going nuts. We, there's these there's were two these were two thousand people in Raymond James Stadium on Sunday. Okay. There Nobody these cared. These were two three to five I football teams. What were you expecting? Field freak how many times did we run the ball up the middle for two yards it's boring is sh- it's awful that was an <laughs> awful football game
2: i don't think it's as bad as you said i think it was a middle of the road football game on a, at a sunday one o'clock hour on a on a, on a hotter than usual november day at Raven Jabe stadium and really
0: it was a little flat a beat up offensive line so you know whatever um all right, before we get to Todd Bowles, let's let's take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, we're going to hear from Todd Bowles, get his thoughts on uh, playing to his strengths finally. And uh, we we'll, we got a lot of other stuff to get to, a little bit more into Florida State. we got to get to UCF as well. The Bolts, we'll talk about that. Uh, lots more to get to here on the J.P. Peterson Show. Brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S Law Group.com. And Bay Area Modern Medical Center, dot com. Get your testosterone right. Get your nutrition right and get your immune system right at BAMMC.com. Back in three. Stay with us. Here for the Geddesburn Real Estate Group and our good friend Jane Gaddis, Folks, simply but there is nobody like Jane. Jane is a former LPGA two time major championship board. She was also vice president of talent relations at WWE. She also has a law degree from Stetson's. So but Jane can drain a tender to win the U.S. Open and stare down Hulk Hogan in the boardroom. You want Jane on your real estate team to not negotiate the best deal but find you the perfect or investment prop and when you work with the Gets gordon group you become a real estate family concierge services that include expertly staying getting and preparing your home for sale and golf properties even get some golf tips. Many of their clients become friends long after the sale purchase is completed. It's all part of the deal. So, if you're looking for that perfect home or investment property or a top dollar for your own, go with Jane Gettys and the Gettys Gordon because there's nobody like Jane. Call 1-3-4-8-6-8-0-8 or go to gettsgordon.kw. G e d d e s Gordon. ...aw.com or call 813 485 6808. Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another bank, but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and fits in $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rents are going up, they're going down, they're going over the place. Scott will shop your loan save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him Scott at scottatamstable.com or call 813-294-7595 It's Fitz, the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now. These rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me done thousands of loans for local folks here. Works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813 294 for 75.95 or go to scott at mstampa.com how Any old coins sitting around the house well the golden diamond source will purchase a variety of different types of coins and bullion the gold buying program includes sterling silver silver platinum and watches they also accept unusual pieces that other jewelry stores do not such as gold bars and sterling silver the list of items they do accept is far more extensive than those they don't. So check it out. While you're there, you can check out the largest collection of family owned jewelry stores in the country, especially with summer to an end. The holidays Right around the corner, never too early to start shopping, especially if you're planning on getting engaged or having birthdays or anniversaries coming up. Come on in find out what buying jewelry should be like with an expert staff of gold and diamond jewelry enthusiasts. The best part, they treat you like family. And if you're worrying about this, don't. The gold and diamond source has something for everyone's budget. They even have a layaway. If you stop in and get your favorite piece now, you can have it paid off by Christmas. Plus, you can even finance your purchase with 0% interest for up to five years, and you can get a $5,000 diamond for only $83 a month. It's the greatest folks in the world. Julian Steve Weintraub, the Golden Diamond Source, 3,800 Olmerton Road, always signed at thegoldendiamondsource.com. JP here for my good friends at Italiano Insurance, and they didn't, once again, Italiano Insurance stepping up with the best customer service. I was in a bind. My old insurance company, my auto insurance checked my rate, so I called Charity at Italiano Insurance. She stayed till 9.30 at night until she got my insurance done. And guess what? She searched all these companies for me. I did the work she did, saved me $1,000 on my annual premium, $1,000 folks, that's real, real money, and that's what you get at Italiano Insurance, great customer service, and here's another note for you, by the way, with hurricane season up, 40% of people in Florida are underinsured, that means if you have something happen during a hurricane, and you need replacement costs, you're going to get 40% less than you deserve, can't let that happen, call the folks at Italiano Insurance to get them uh, to help you out in both those regards. It will save you money and keep you insured properly. That's 813-877-7799. Great folks in the community been doing it for over 60 years. Italiano Insurance, 813-877-7799. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fan's Dream Sports. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here on this Monday as the Bucs get a big W. The Lightning uh, fall four to nothing to Carolina on uh, Saturday night. I think you know, I, I got I got to take the L here. You know, I I I I went to FSU and forsake my job at Emily Arena, and clearly my lack of presence there led to the worst—I mean, worst performance of the year. I mean, without. Without Kucherov, I mean they, he just had an illness. I guess they were awful. Are you they saying that you awful. were a
2: bigger loss than Kucherov to the lineup?
0: Is that what know. you're saying? Yeah, it was probably more him these than people. me. Be probably lying to these him. people
2: now. Come on now.
0: Okay, I think it was probably more him than me. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad I missed that one. Yeah, and they sorry, got, they
2: got booed off the ice by the fans. You don't see that in Emily often.
0: Sorry, Casey Hudson, who uh, filled in for me. <laughs> she, had to, she had no highlights to talk about in the intermission break. So sorry about that. But uh, them's, them's the breaks. I mean, am, am I worried about the lightning? Boy, that's two really flat performances on home ice. I mean, really flat. That I mean, they come out great um, on Thursday night, but then just no pushback whatsoever on a, a very middling Chicago team, you know, Carolina, at least is, that's a team that will, they'll outwork you. And they did, they outworked the lightning. And so, yeah, I think, I think there's a little, little concern at this point for me after those two really, really flat performances, but uh, you know, no cooch who has been such a dominant force on the ice all year long. I think maybe he's been so dominant that when he wasn't out there, they were like, "Uh, what do we do now? Um, how how do we? What do we do? So yeah, I don't know. The
2: power the power play looked a lot different without him out yeah. there, as it did when Stankos was not there. You take one piece off the power play, they can't score. They can't score on it.
0: Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So they'll go back on the road now. Um, they got Chicago Thursday night. Um, not sure who they have.
2: They have St. Louis.
0: St. Louis, yeah. yeah here, yeah. So now they need to they need to pick up some points on this road trip because it's um uh, that 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 was that was ugly. All right, let's get back to the Bucks. Uh Let's hear from Todd Bowles, a victorious Todd Bowles, after this game. You know, last week was an embarrassment. This week, obviously, he made a lot of changes, and I want to tip my cap to him. I didn't think he would do it, but he did, and he re- was rewarded. Here we go.
1: It's a rocky road to get to today, um, but uh, what a way for the defense to rebound today. Uh, multiple sacks, touches on the quarterback. Good uh, offensive production. What did you say to the team today and how did you prepare for this till the end of the season? Well, like I told them, the answers to the set in the room with us together. We have all our answers. We just got to play maybe football and understand how we play. We know how we got to play Today everybody made plays. Why do you think there's such a big difference from last week to the week in playing this big free football? That's a good question. I wish you could answer that. We had a clunker last week. Uh they can't focused and practice, determined the ball game. We cut out a lot of mistakes. Uh the penalties were light or though We got a couple late and like, but for the most part those guys played a clean ball game. The offense did a good job on the ground. Defense did a good getting to get the quarterback, at least trying to harass them and you know Henry didn't go off on us.
0: Were you more aggressive terms in putting pressure on Will than you were?
1: We're, we're more aggressive today, like for all year, like we used to be. Just get back to basics. Yes. And doing that we do well in playing fast football. Yes. Yes. We thought that defense was going to bounce, bounce back strong. Play to your strengths. practice, the leadership, Levante, Evan Vita, win. those guys were the team and the focus was there. So it's just a matter of playing on Sunday. We had those weeks before, where it didn't show up, but it showed up this game Make made sure of it. These situations, when those
2: leaders do step up, like you just said, can you kind of um, – give a little more insight as, as to what those guys did this week to help or even over the last little four games to kind of get this, this team regrouped and re-
1: dialed in the way they were today? It's just keeping everybody together, the positivity, the focus, the understanding, the communication, the guys when they're down, picking them up, everybody being in the same boat. Do a real good job at that
2: was key for your group on defense
1: being as effective as they were? We talked about it last week, um, not affecting the quarterback, even though you had three sacks in that game. But for what they were able to do this week, what was kind of key to that? Was it just for resources up front? Big win first down. You know, this is the team, if they control the ball as hard as it was, it would have been a long day. Uh, we controlled the ball more than they did. I'm pretty sure uh, we won first down. Letting Henry get started on first down, giving him second and manageable, and third and manageable for a long day. Todd, so, you I mean, were talking about winning first down, a lot of tackles for loss. You guys, whether it's you know Levante, Kalasha, I, uh, you guys had too many tackles for a A bunch of them getting them out of their comfort zone was, was our number one job because we knew if they stayed downhill and got Henry rolling, it was going to be a long day for us. So we, we got across the ball and made some plays. Probably it was Rashad, not
2: only touchdown, but getting positive yards for you. Down at the end when you're trying to kill the clock.
1: He played tough football. You know, he played tough football. He was slamming it up in there. They got a very good defensive line, linebackers hit pretty hard. I know it wasn't a big run, but the effectiveness of when he was slamming it up and the clock up was big for us. Well, it a physical game. a right? like, to Rashad against a blitz. Mm-hmm. Just for him to have the day that he did against the defense, that, that does bring a lot of pressure. did a good job. He had the one blip with the but He settled down after that and made the right throws. He found Mike. He found Chris. found everybody, and he made the right throw at the right time. And Sometimes just getting the ball in their hand and letting them run works for us, and Rashad did that.
0: Mike had a couple of more drops. He had six a year, but what
1: uh, was it safe for him to go to put that behind and Baker come back to Mike's mentally tough. Uh, if he drops one, they get right back home. We know he's going to catch it again. He's going to be old multiple times. If we keep feeding him, we know he's going to come through for us. Baker might have
2: his thumb late in the game. Is he okay that
1: way? He hit it on the helmet. I'll see what, what it looks like when I go in. Coach,
0: obviously, Kalijah got a late start with that injury. What have you seen from him, like, week to week, and kind of the improvements that he's shown? He's going to be still a He's still addressing the
1: inside. He makes the edge rushes better because you're trying to double-team him and beat it on the inside. So we got to get home on the outside, uh, getting comfortable with the system. We understand where he is. He can do a lot of things for us, and we haven't put up his whole bag of tricks yet. It seemed like you guys went back to a lot of the How do you think uh, the team I are- thought oh, dude Zion did a heck of a job playing man coverage and understanding the assignment of what we had to do. The way Hopkins has been playing this year has been incredible. So for them, not to get the ball over the top like we had last week. Was there a
2: concerted effort to get more to play more
1: man the versus zone, or that, was it the flow of the game? It's game plan on how we, how we look at people and how they look at us and what we can get away with. Uh, they play our best more than people do, so we can get away with more of it. So does it feel like your
2: offense is starting to find some of the
1: balance that you really want? It's balance. We just got to stop mistakes. You know, there, there's always going to be more pass or more run depending on who we're playing. So it's never going to be a complete balance. We just want to be effective with what, whatever we
0: do. Todd Bowles right there. Um, you know, last week um, was tough for him and it should have been, it should have been, you know, this, this, um, you know, well, I hate to say I, I told you so, but this doesn't just me, but so many people here in the local media, the Pewter Report guys, guys we have on this show. We've been talking about this. You got to play to your strengths, man. Playing soft ass zone defense, and Carlton Davis didn't play this week. Um, Zion McCullen stepped up, stepped in. I'm, I'm going to say he was great, but he didn't, you know, he didn't have to be because the damn pressure was 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 overwhelming on Will Levis. It just it, if you can't cover, which they can't, especially in zone defense. You got to get after the quarterback. Look, I understand, you know, as, as they play Brock Purdy and some better quarterbacks in this league, you know, blitzing is, is – you're going to get burned every now and then. But I don't care. I don't care. Just it, – it's so much better to play to your strengths. And the chances are you're going to make more big plays. I mean, they get uh, they get the one interception. Jamel Dean drops one. I mean
2: – Oh, my goodness. Is, is, can we have I, a di- – is, is, can we have a dialogue? Like, can, can is anybody – Interested on this team, and I know windmill finally got gimme later on in the game that popped up right. in the air. But my goodness, is anybody interested in intercepting the football on this defense? Anybody? No, no. I mean, mean, Levante dropped one. Jadine drops one in the end zone. I mean, if you're playing a better team, those little things right yeah. there that change those games. Yes. First, it was a bad Tennessee team, but my goodness, somebody catch the football, <laughs> please.
0: Yeah, it, that's just bad. They've got right. to get some plays from those guys. Got to get. But, some- yeah, I,
2: I'll give, but I'll give the secondary credit. I didn't see any any bust. Didn't see really any of those all game long. Um, I know this isn't the greatest skills, the 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 greatest you know group of skill receivers out there outside of Hopkins. But what do you have? Three for twenty seven. Very quiet all day down. long. Yeah, shut them down. Uh, Derrick eleven carries twenty four yards, and yeah. of course I love Greg Almane after the game. He was up to 11 rushes, 24 yards, and minus four yards, one catch. That's 20 total yards, his lowest offensive output in any game since 2017. Wow. That stands 90 wow. games. Wow. No one has stopped Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was a starter at that time. Nobody has stopped Derrick Henry this much since he was in a cup roll. And that's how good the Bucks game planned against him today.
0: And, and I'll I'll eat this one because I said Derrick Henry was going to run for 200 on this defense. I, I don't – I didn't – and I'll say this, their offensive line, they lose their offensive tackle. They got to move the left guard to left tackle, false starts two but, times in a row. And they, they
2: did something that I called for too, by the way, and it generated a sack, you know, just speaking to what Bulls did. Vitavea sack, go look at where he lined up at. He lined okay. up over the, over the right tackle, over Villard. Yeah. and he worked him. Yeah. He worked him and got a sack. And I think they had Shaq and GTS running through the middle. It's like, I'm happy to see it's like, it's almost as if Todd said, you know what? Screw it. Right. We're going to let's just let's do some different things. Let's get back to being an aggressive football team. I'm an aggressive coordinator. And let's just let's live that way that way. And look what this
0: Yeah, he's played so safe this year. So safe all year long and finally let it go. And let, listen, and, and this is why I was so down on this team, because they kept doing the same thing all week. I'm like, Todd Bowles is not going to change. Gonna do the same shit every week. Every day. it's like the same. We're, nothing's gonna change. Well, things changed. He had different Locked personnel in, in there. Akeeshanov like was inactive. Way I'm just. Yeah. Thank <laughs> he you. He was inactive. Thank you. So yeah, they're different personnel. We had different, different, a lot of different schemes defensively. A lot of guys lining up at different places. Yeah, he changed. Thank God. And uh and look what happened. You know offensively this was no gem but they got done what they needed to get done. Enough. Yeah, they did it up and Rashad White I'm telling you I, I said I said he was going to have what uh 12, 1300 yards from scrimmage this year or even I bet on that I bet the over. Um and he he will. He will. He's I think he's going to have He's probably going to average uh, up close to 100 yards from scrimmage. I think by the time of the because he's going to get better and better and better, and they're going to give him more touches. Yeah. Um. You know, he's explosive, and they got to give him the ball. But for God's sakes, can we can we not run the ball up the middle 18, 18 times? I mean, it had to be well, for less I than felt, two yards carry. To.
2: Right, but there's context to it, though. I think when it was 20 to six later in the game, and Baker hit his thumb on the helmet, like Bull said. And he was grabbing it on the screen and all that. I think they ran, like, six or six times in a row after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
2: so I, I think that was probably design, and they were just trying to milk the clock down. And I thought, honestly, like, I know it's one of those games where the box score didn't tell the whole story. I thought some right. of those runs were tough. I really oh, They did. were
0: tough, but they weren't, you know, when it seems like every time they tried to run outside, they had success. They did a yeah. nice toss sweep where Kate uh, Otten was coming back and cracking, not cracking, but... You know, shield blocking on the defensive end yeah. got outside really, and easy, they they did a they did a,
2: yeah, and they did an end around to Devin Tompkins to kind of manufacture of a them. run game. Two of right? them
0: both got more than five yards. Yeah,
2: both worked. So I yeah. mean, I, I think we're starting to figure out what they are and what they can do, what they can't do, and what they're gonna have to do if they want to get some semblance of a run game. And I think it's still, I mean, I know it's ten games in. You want to see some things more, you know, ironed out, but or nine games in whatever, but I think they're starting to get out a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to be the greatest run game in the world, but I think they're getting, to me, the runs look a little tougher. Like, they're looking a little bit like tougher runs lately, I guess is the way I'm trying to say it. It looks a little better.
0: Yeah, but the interior offensive line is still not not very good. Not very good. All right, um, let's take another break. When we come back, I want to uh, nail into uh, and really get into this college football, talk a little bit about the Florida State-Miami game. Uh, where the Gators are right now, uh, USF, UCF. Yeah, and um, I think I heard Alex Golish say something that someone else has been saying, and every, all the USF fans are mad at him. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit as well. Uh quick break here on the J.P. Peterson Show here on a Monday. Stay with us. have any old coins sitting around the house well the golden diamond source will purchase a variety of different types of coins and bullion their gold buying program includes sterling silver silver platinum and watches they also accept unusual is that other jewelry stores do not such as gold bars and sterling silver flatware the list of items they do accept is far more extensive than those they don't, so check it out. While you're there, you can check out the largest collection of any family owned jewelry store in the country, especially we're coming to an end. The holidays are right around the corner, never too early to start your holiday shopping, especially if you're planning on getting engaged or have any birthdays or anniversaries coming up. Come on in and find out what buying jewelry should be like with an expert staff of gold and diamond jewelry enthusiasts. And the best part, they treat you like family. And if you're worrying about price, don't! gold and diamond Source has something for everyone's budget. They even have a layaway. If you stop in and get your favorite piece now, you can have it paid off by Christmas. Plus, you can even finance purchase with zero percent interest for up to five years and you can get five thousand dollar diamond for only three dollars a month it's the greatest folks in the world julian steve weintraub the golden diamond horse 3800 Olmerton road always online at the golden source.com. hey guys are you experiencing those feelings of getting older lower sex drive fatigue hot flashes moodiness or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treat. It's a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability, not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to bammc.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC. To be here for the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-V-E-S. Call for a free case evaluation, 8889-Jeeves. That's 8889-J-E-V-E-S. We're local, we're trusted. The law firm brings over 80 years of combined legal experience focusing on clients in Tampa Bay, the state of Florida, and national class action cases. If you're injured, get that free case evaluation, no cost to you. Jeeves Law Group's focus is on auto, truck, and motorcycle accidents, as well as class action and consumer protection law. Scott Jeeves is a board-certified civil trial lawyer and a certified circuit court mediator practicing in the Tampa Bay area for over 30 years. You hear him on the show all the time. Great guy, big Gator fan, and great for the community. The Jeeves Law Group is a highly skilled. With years of experience, that will apply their skills, expertise, and knowledge to assist individuals who have been in an accident with compensation for damages, lost wages, medical expenses, pain and suffering, and property damage. Get that free case evaluation. 889 Jeeves. That's eight 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 nine J E E V E S. Now more with JP on fan stream sports. Just on. All right, welcome back to a Victory Monday. JP Peterson show here. Buccaneers uh, get a big 20 to 6 win. Uh and USF gets a big win as well. I didn't see much of that game. Um Nick Eddis from On3 Sports joining me here. But I did uh I did see that uh it was sparsely attended. Um and here they are, 5 and 5, right? 5 and 5, five and, and 5. 5 and 5. Um, they got uh, one game at uh, USTA. Well, that's Friday night, right? They got a Friday night game. And then they'll come so. back for a Thanksgiving weekend Saturday game where all they got to do is beat a terrible Charlotte team and they are bowl eligible in Alex Golish's first year as head coach. You could barely ask for anything more. I would be giddy if I was a USF fan. But as I said last week and um, – I was uh I was chided by many but I I want to kind of reword what I said the USF fans that are loyal and there are you know there are a lot of loyal fans that have been going to these games even through the one win season so not talking to you folks I'm talking to the other folks that need to step up and and put an atmosphere in that place and let's go I know it's a Charlotte team and I know it's Thanksgiving weekend but can we not get 25,0, 30,000 in Raymond James Stadium for um, you know, for a game that they could get bowl eligible? Can we not do that? I, I think that's fair to ask. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I was a little shocked. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be the highest attended game by any means. I mean, it's Temple, it's noon. I get all that, but even a student section, which I thought, you know, I said on Friday's show, the student section, I thought it showed up, you know, big time this year for them. The student section was not. F- even close. I mean, I'm. it looked like some of the shots that I saw, and if anybody has the shots, like during like the beginning of the game, I don't think I've seen those, but during like middle parts, it looked like it was kind of empty. Yeah. A lot of spots. Forget the actual, you know, just regular seats. I mean, it was sparse is definitely the way to put it. So that was a little disappointing and goalish. I mean, I sent you the quote that he, uh, that yeah. he said, um, which I could pull it up real quick and read it. Yeah. Uh, rather than paraphrasing it. Uh, But he said, you know, we got one home game left Thanksgiving weekend on a Saturday that we need to put people in these stands if for no other reason than these recruits and to see our guys get the support playing high-level, fun football in Tampa. Yes. That was from Alex Golish, which I think is perfectly said. Yeah. Uh, And listen, this program's been through a lot, man. They really have. I mean, Jim Levitt was actually at the UCF game this weekend. And he took wow. like a video, like, a panning video, and he was kind of like, you know, you know, it's sad that USF isn't this. And he kind of put that out there. Um, and I know, I know I'm know, sure a lot of USF fans, you know, hates that, but that was what Jim put it. Um,
0: it's true, for, though. I mean, they it's gotta... probably,
2: yeah, there's truth to it. There's no doubt about it. But I just, you know, the fan base, I mean, Alex Golds has already gotten the same amount of wins that Jeff Scott had, and it only took yeah. him 10 games to do it. Yeah. And there's a high chance you get bowl eligible. I mean, and I want it with the fan base. I really do yeah, because it's it.
0: 100%. They do, um, but they also, you know, they got to show up. You know, they got to show up in this last game. And again, we're not asking for 60,000, not asking for 50, not asking for 40, 30's good. 30 would make that place rock. You know, 25 would make it really good. Um, and I'm talking about butts and seats, not tickets distributed. I'm talking about actually people coming through the turnstiles. And those, those numbers are counted by the way they're not necessarily made public all the time. So, um, they need to, they need to put some more people in there and listen, they're, they're playing an entertaining brand of football. So let's go. So what, all right. So what happened at UCF 45 to three, what the hell was that over 15th ranked Oklahoma state? What the hell?
2: I, I told you when you asked me about the like to talk about the game. You said 127th rush defense in, in the NCAA going up against the number one leading rusher in all of the country and all of Gordon, and they held him to 12 carries for 25 yards. Make it make sense. I, I can't figure it out. And, and UCF, who has a really good back by the way, who you're going to see on Sundays, RJ Harvey, who now is top 10 I think in all in, in all of FBS and rushing, goes off for over 200 yards. Workhorse. We're in the space game uniforms. You know, you Steph is seven and zero. We're in the space game uniforms. Wow! And the average margin of victory is like twenty point something. It's crazy, and it obviously got even bigger with a forty five three win. But it was utter domination. Utter domination. The atmosphere was great. We had the storming of the field after. Nice uh, for beating a top fifteen opponent. I was jealous that I wasn't there at, at the end because it was raining too, and it was one of those games where like it was raining and everybody got more into it. Like. Everybody was telling me, like, nobody left or anything. We all stayed and we're having fun. So it was a nice, unexpected victory 45 to 3. Nice. Yeah. Hard to explain what happened, but I love it.
0: All right. The game of the weekend, as far as I'm concerned, Florida State beats Miami. You talked a little bit about it earlier. It was just an incredible atmosphere. We're um, harkening back to the 80s and the 90s and the aughts. Just really, really good stuff. And, and a lot of talented players out there really was. I think Miami's got a lot of talent. They've got some guys that are going to play on Sunday. They don't have a quarterback right now. Uh, Emory Williams is not a great thrower of the football uh, Van Dyke I thought just...
2: he had. I thought he showed good composure though in that environment. I don't think he was really oh, rattled yeah. necessarily. He just couldn't make the throws.
0: It was eight of twenty two, eight of twenty. I mean, it was right, nine. and there
2: yeah. were some plays there that he left out. But yeah. you know, I don't think he was rattled by any means by the environment. Well,
0: he hit that official right between the numbers. That was a. Oh, that, that was way. so
2: unfortunate because that, that
0: guy was wide open. He was open, yeah, and that was a bit would have been a big third down conversion for them. Um, but you know, Trey Benson rips off a big touchdown run, which it seems like he's done every game. Right, uh, he ran hard. He ran really, really hard. Uh, Miami was good up front, and and he ran hard. Uh, Keon Coleman makes the big punt return, gets the touchdown catch. Jordan Travis was phenomenal. Um, I just I just thought Florida State played a really control game. I thought you know I thought the onside kick I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all to start the second half. Your defense is playing so well. You gifted them three points there. You didn't need to in a close game. And you gifted him seven points with, um, was it Knowles? Kevin Knowles, who
2: who comes in on uh, the angle.
0: Yeah, they give up an 85-yard touchdown pass. I think he was trying not to, you know, friendly fire. Well, he looked like he was
2: trying to, like, pick it off, but he also didn't put his hands up or anything. He just kind of went in. I don't know what he was doing.
0: You got to take the man, man. Whether it's a penalty or whatever, you just got to hit the guy. You got to hit him. You got to take him out. If he hits the guy there, you know, it certainly isn't an 85 yard touchdown because Miami wasn't going to score. They were not going to drive for a score against no, that defense. I, the
2: momentum had flipped at yeah. that point.
0: Yeah, and it was just it was a suffering, suffering atmosphere. And listen, you know, you got to give it up for Mike Mike Norvell. You know, FSU has now won 18 games in a row. They're 10 and 0, and they've won 18 games in a row. They've beaten Miami three straight years and 10 out of the last 14. You know, so. Right. It's not It hasn't become much of a rivalry, to be be honest with you. But yeah, um, it still. It was still a, a, You know, you felt the rivalry, and I just. You know, seeing those those white uniforms out there, Miami with the just the the colors were just so classic on both it's sides. The traditionals, yeah, yeah, just really really good stuff. And 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 I think this series is pretty close to being. You know, a top. I think. I bet. I'm. A, I'm going to say it right now. I think next year it'll be a top ten matchup, um, in Miami. And I think we're going to get back to that. They just the got to U- find a quarterback. In- yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they, they just
2: got to find a quarterback. I mean, I think that's how I see it. Yeah, I'm going to say something, though, about Florida State. And you, I don't know if you're going to agree with this. In fact, I pro- you probably won't, because I'm getting a little irritated by some of the talking heads out there who are trying to discredit Florida State and, yeah. oh, they're impressive that. against here. No one looked at this. You know they've won 10 games. Seven of them have been by three scores or more. Yeah. The three games that were not by three scores and more that were all one score were Boston College, Clemson, and Miami. Yeah. All three of those teams are bowl eligible. Yeah. Okay, we're acting like they're like, you know, two win teams or something. Florida State struggled. Yeah. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have won those games by more. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's not as bad as some of the that's being painted out there that Florida State doesn't win convincingly, they look like this and whatever. I think BS quite frankly because Washington, if you want to because they're the team that's right behind FSU in the the ranking right now. Washington only has four wins by three scores or more, and those all came in the first four weeks of the season where the best team they played was Cal, and they struggled against Arizona State at home, who's good. They struggled against Stanford, who's not very good. They let USC score over 40 on Their defense is leaky. FSU's defense is like top 15 in the country right now from a scoring standpoint. So I don't understand that. With that being said, though, Okay, because these are two mutually exclusive things. I think they're better than Washington, but I'm starting to figure out who I think is owning Atlanta of college football. I'm starting to lay it out. Georgia looks like the best team in the nation right now again.
0: They do. They do.
2: Regardless of how you feel about Michigan, I've still got them right there. Ohio State is starting to put teams away quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think Oregon, I truly believe this, I think Oregon, if they played neutral side against Florida State, would win that football game. Those are my four teams, I think, that have played the best football right now. And then I slapped Florida State at five, Washington at six. Now, I know that's not how it's going to end up being ranked unless Florida State loses. I'm just saying I think those four teams are the four best teams that I've seen this year. Is that a fair statement?
0: I think that's fair. I think it's fair. And here's the thing about FSU. FSU can finish games. FSU finishes teams in the second half. And I don't care. Bring on Oregon. Bring on Michigan. Get through what one pass in the second half, or I don't maybe they didn't <laughs> throw any passes. Yeah, I I, I don't care. Like the FSU has depth, and they will finish you. They'll make adjustments, and they'll finish you in the second half. They will. Um, You know, I again, Miami wasn't going to score. They got that that lucky score. Otherwise, they don't they don't sniff the end zone. So I think I think FSU. Will can go toe to toe with anybody. I'm not saying they're they're better than everybody else. But oh, yeah, gonna, I think they can, they can they're go
2: toe to toe. They can go toe to toe. They're gonna be. A I tough don't think out. I don't think this is the 2014 team that they get into the playoff and they just get evaporate yeah, eviscerated yeah. right away. I don't think it's that. I'm just saying I think that those four teams right now, I think, are playing the best football. But Florida State still you doesn't matter if you want to you get in,
0: right? 100%. So they're, they're, they're headed that way. And, uh, look, they got North Alabama. They'll heal up a bunch of people. They'll go down to Gainesville. Look, Florida, you know, I'll give them style points for putting up what they put up, 32 points.
2: They were uh, winning that game in the second points. half at, yeah. at one point. And then yeah. they just, their offense was keeping up. And then Jaden Daniels just over in that fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. It's as simple he's, as that. He's so freaking good. He's so freaking good. Um, I, I think he's the Heisman Trophy winner. I think he wrapped it up with that performance. But Florida's defense is really bad. Uh, but they can, sc- but I don't think they're going to score against FSU's defense. Uh, they'll get they'll get 20, maybe 14. Um, yeah. It'll have to come in the first half. But I think FSU can put up 60 on them. <laughs> I, I mean, there's. I, F-
2: think, I think it might. I don't think it's going to be quite the same template as the Miami game.
0: No, not even uh, close. Not even. I don't close. think it's
2: going to be that. But I still think it has the chance to be close. I still do because I think Florida might be fighting for bowl eligibility going into that game. All
0: right, we'll see. Well, we'll see. I, I think it has a chance to be, be get ugly because of their deep their defense. They can't tackle anybody. They can't tackle Trey Benson. Yeah, they won't great. be able to, talk, to tackle Keon Coleman. They ain't tackling Tofeeli. They ain't tackling. Brody. Yeah, they ain't tackling anybody. So, um, all right. What else did we not get into? That um, uh, that oh Jimbo fired. Um, I, I, the deal. Word word is he already has a deal at West Virginia. Like who is that a thing? It's a perfect place for him, dude.
2: You got seventy-five million. You got seventy-five million reasons to go kick back on your ranch, enjoy your son, right. who I think it just admitted somewhere. I don't know, and just do that. I wouldn't even coach if I were him. I would just just lay low. Just lay low.
0: Yeah, probably probably could get away with that. Um, but I, I think he's I think he's got too much of an ego. He's gonna have what to get back. A, what a disaster, the though.
2: What, what a man. disaster.
0: Hey, you know what? The way A M handled it, I said it five six years ago. Good good luck. Pay him all the money. He's going to rob you blinds. He ain't going to do crap there. It's just, it's going to be a disaster. I was right. You were wrong. <laughs> Many of us were right. You were wrong, A&M.
2: Watch them. If they're playing with Monopoly. You watch them. Watch them throw back at Dion. You watch.
0: Oh, I, l- you I love watch. it. I love just it. Just
2: for the storyline standpoint, just do it, please.
0: <laughs> Dion and those. those be alumni. hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Um, All right. uh, That'll do it for us Uh, today. uh, We have a quicker version of the show. We'll be back tomorrow with a full two hour expanded version. Uh, We'll be at the patio on Friday night again. So uh, check out the patio anytime the best happy hour in South Tampa. Check it out. Uh, We'll see you next time.